Welcome to Obsidian's podcast, Off the Rock, On the Record, where we'll host a number of our Rockstar team members sharing their insight and expertise on a variety of topics in the public relations and communication industries. Searching for insider tips on national pitching or event planning? Interested to know how we do things at Obsidian? Well, you might learn a thing or two by tuning in to these insightful conversations. So, let's listen in to what the team is talking about today on Off the Rock, On the Record. Hey everyone, thanks for joining Obsidian for season two of Off the Rock, On the Record. I'm Taylor Jolly, and I'll be hosting the conversations we have throughout season two of our podcast. In our final episode of season two, I'm joined by Whitney Albert. Whitney joined Obsidian team more than two years ago, and she's been a rock-solid addition. She works with a number of our clients, overseeing large accounts in the Mid-South, New England, and beyond. When she's not at the office, Whitney's probably spending time with her family in Little Rock or catching up on the ABC Evening News. So thanks for joining me, Whitney. Thank you, Taylor. Excited to be here. So we've been starting off every podcast this season by asking our guests the same question. And so I'll start by asking you that question as well. Uh, What is one trend that you've noticed recently in PR? Mm -hmm. So I actually started in the industry in about 2009. So next year it'll be 10 years. Hard to believe, but the time has gone fast. But I've seen and been really fascinated by how the industry overall has changed. Um, But just most recently, again, within the last like two years, I've talked about this in the office, but it's just the thing that's top of mind when you ask me that question is just the evolution of the social media arena and how important and prevalent it is um, within the public relations industry. Now, I joke and talk about the fact that you know, years ago, just a few years ago, uh, when I started out, like the social media industry overall was not a component of like public relations plans that we naturally included. Yeah. In fact, um, because there were only so many platforms at the time, it was really just Facebook, of course, starting off. Um, as these new, as the platforms uh, began to grow and, and these new ones um, became a thing, we really monitored those with our clients and we said, we'll just kind of watch to see yeah. what this platform does and then we'll make a decision to see if it's applicable and important right, to yeah. you. And now I kind of cringe just thinking about the, the fact that that was our approach, but it was just so new that we approached it so slowly right. and wanted to understand what's the essence of Instagram and LinkedIn and do we really think that's important? That seems so foreign. So um, it's funny, but it's just so um, top of mind for me right now just to see how it's changed from we'll wait and see if we need to include uh, social media components to um, it's a no-brainer that you need to include it. It's not an option. Um, any kind of brand, any company, organization, whatever industry you're in, it's not an option. It is something that your audiences expect. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a presence there, your credibility drops. Oh, yeah. Just because of that. Well, that's one of the first places I go to look for a company mm-hmm. is on Facebook just to see if they've been posting anything recently, if they're mm-hmm. open or not. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that's a really great point. Mm-hmm. And also what's crazy about social media is it changes so frequently. It does. So having to keep up with the newest and latest and greatest and be on the cutting edge for our clients is, is difficult because it changes literally day to day. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about it, because it's changing so often, it also gives us as PR practitioners just an, a, a tremendous opportunity to remain cutting edge, to um, tap into all of these different resources mm-hmm. that we can use to help our clients. Yeah, for sure. And 
one of the major ways in our office, and I think you do a really great job of this, of staying on top of social media, is we really invest heavily in professional development. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to start talking about today is the importance of professional development Mm -hmm. in public relations. So I wanted to ask you, in your own opinion, why is continued professional development so important, particularly for PR professionals? Mm You know, one of the things that's most important as a PR professional is um, to remain relevant. Uh Um, You know, we teach our clients and we train our clients on how they can remain uh, relevant um, to their audiences and how their content needs to be fresh and up to date. And they have to be knowledgeable on X, Y, Z to keep their um, audiences engaged. The same goes for us as practitioners. Uh, We constantly just have to, you know, keep ourselves abreast of what's changing. We have to keep ourselves uh, fresh um, as it relates to new industry trends, um, new information that we need to be aware of. Um, And professional development, continued professional development is how you, that's how you do that. We never know everything. No one does in any industry. Uh, If you think you know everything, you're wrong. Um, And you have to accept the fact that there's always a learning opportunity Mm -hmm. for you. And it's not to say that you're uninformed when you identify that, you know, you don't know something. What I see it as just an opportunity to grow. It's not a challenge. It's an opportunity um, to get better. Um, And just for me, I love learning things, learning new things. Like, that gives me joy. I'm kind of a nerd in that regard. Like, oh, I didn't know that. And then when my mind is or my my thoughts are, are peaked or my interest is peaked, you know, I'm immediately going online to learn something more about it because I just know how much um, I thrive off of new information mm-hmm. um, and knowledge. Um, as knowledgeable as I can be, I'm more of an asset to my clients. Absolutely. And I think that we need to realize that if we're not taking advantage of the new cutting edge things, the firm or agency down the street is. And so we can provide that uh, special edge to our clients if Mm -hmm. we're staying up to date on on what's happening in our industry. Right. So when you're trying to decide what opportunities to pursue, there is so much information out there. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about where do I go, uh, how do I get information that is both valuable and credible, Mm -hmm. um, what what are some what is advice that you would give to someone seeking out professional mm-hmm. development opportunities? Yeah, just looking for just credible organizations um, within your industry. Uh, again, everything that you need is right at your fingertips. You can go online and, and read and learn about anything that you want to. Check out their social media pages so you can understand what kind of content um, you know that they speak to. Um, sus- subscribe to get emails um, mm-hmm. from those reputable organizations. Um, I am a big junkie as it relates to um, subscribing to emails uh, to different organizations because, um, you know, I want to know what I don't know. I want to understand what's out there that I haven't even heard of yet. Um, And the way that you can do that, I mean, if you you allow yourself to be inundated with that information, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't have to go out and actively seek it. It's coming to you. Um, So I would definitely say um, subscribing to receiving those emails um, is a critical way to stay engaged and you don't even have to look for it. I think that that's a great opportunity. And I think that one thing that has helped me professionally is when I subscribe to those email Mm -hmm. newsletters, so many of them offer webinars. They do. And so I think tailoring 
your learning style to the way that you seek information in your job. Mm-hmm. You have we have the professional advantage of we're no longer in school, so we don't mm-hmm. have to sit through a lecture. We get to choose how we'd like to learn. So if you're a reader, mm-hmm. subscribe to email newsletters and read about it. Mm-hmm. If you're I'm a listener, so I listen to a lot of podcasts or right. I listen to videos and that really helps me stay on top of things too. Yep. As you're taking in all of that information, hopefully you've done some vetting through your sources. But sometimes the information can be overwhelming. Things can be maybe too new to mm-hmm. try, or you don't, you're not sure if it's a credible enough source. So how do you decide when you take in professional development and you learn about new things, how do you decide what practices to adopt mm-hmm. and what to wait on? Okay. You can also, um, you know, seek guidance Um, from other professionals in your industry. I think that that um, is something that I've personally done um, throughout the years that I've been working in the industry. I have several mentors who I'm forever indebted to, um, whose opinion I really value. Um, So it's not just mentors. It can also be your colleagues. But I think the best way to kind of sort through that and navigate that process Mm -hmm. to understand what you should really be, you know, taking your time on and and trying to ingest and things that may be too new, um, I think is to seek sources or seek information from those that are within the industry um, as well uh, that Mm -hmm. work in the same field that you do and do, you know, do what you do on a daily basis as they may have a point of view uh, that could be helpful for you. And that could help you, too, from avoiding that bad advice. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's a struggle is you hear about these new cutting-edge things happening on social media, for example. Mm -hmm. And you got a client who is stuck in the Stone Ages, like Mm -hmm. wants to send out direct mail pieces. Do you have any advice on getting clients to want to adopt new tactics with you? Mm -hmm. And it oftentimes varies um, by client. Um, Like you said, some just have more of an open mindset than others. But what I've seen work is just providing just tangible, as tangible as you can, examples Mm -hmm. of um, why this works, why this is applicable to your industry. Um, You can show them what others, um, possibly their competition is doing in in their industry Mm -hmm. with this and share with them, you know, best practices and things that you take away from um, whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and, and, and showing them how it can be of the best assistance um, to them. You know, as a public relations firm, you know, one of the things that's most important to what we do is being able to measure mm-hmm. uh, what we do. So when I talk about sharing tangible examples with clients on new uh, things, innovative things, being able to tie it back to some type of tangible return, maybe a goal that they've set, and you see this being a great tactic to help them get to that goal, mm-hmm. um, those are the kinds of things that you look for to be able to push your clients over the edge or wet their whistle or get them interested in trying yeah. something new. Absolutely. That's great advice. And I think that that can really be applied to any industry. If you're wanting to try something new, try to collect that data mm-hmm. because it's so much easier to convince somebody that a strategy is the right way to go if you have the data to show that it's been successful, especially exactly. for a competitor. Absolutely. With all of the information that's out there, literally spend our 40 hours a week on professional development. Mm -hmm. But obviously we have client services to render and we have reports to write and things to do. So what do you think, in your opinion, is the balance? How much time should you be spending maybe per week or per month on professional development? I'm going to say I actually would approach professional development, or at least the way I approach it, is very much on a weekly basis. Okay. Um, Because 
and I think this is important to say just to kind of frame how I see professional development. Professional mm-hmm. development is not necessarily I have to stop, go to a conference, get on a plane, go to yeah. a conference, and attend a three-day conference and, you know, and, and sit through 10 sessions. Yeah. Um, that is just one example of professional development. But outside mm-hmm. of that, when I speak to like weekly uh, professional development, that's just consuming new information that can help you get better at your job. So um, when I talked about the emails that you can subscribe to, um, you know, if you subscribe to a database or to a company that sends out uh, one email a week mm-hmm. on something new, that's your weekly professional development. The yeah. time that you took to stop, read that, internalize that, and figure out how you can use that to get better at your job. That's an example of professional development. So I I think um, from a from a standpoint of how often is, is most appropriate, it, it really just it depends on the industry, um, mm-hmm. how you know evolving your industry is, how fast-paced it is. Ours, our industry is very fast-paced. So um, I would definitely say that you need to have a continual you know, mindset of professional development. It's hard for me to put a specific amount right, of time right. to it. I think the most important thing that I could say to answer that question is just framing your mind to know that professional development should be a natural part of what you're doing on a continual basis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never too, I don't think you ever have too much information as it relates to professional development. And I think that it's not something that should be a hindrance. It shouldn't stop you from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it should just be integrated into your normal flow of work. Absolutely. I think that's a really great way to look at it. And I think that's something that I could personally do better is finding little things throughout the day mm-hmm. to kind of help enhance what I'm doing. Exactly. So our industry is fast-paced. We mentioned that a couple different times. And so we have to stay on trends in terms of our tactical work. Mm-hmm. But we're also tasked with staying on top of what's going on in the news. Mm-hmm. And not just headline news, breaking news. Like, what are the long-forum columns that are coming out in the New York Times? What's coming out in the Wall Street Journal? And then what's coming out in the really small local paper that's in the neighborhood of one of our clients. Mm -hmm. We have to stay really abreast with what's happening in the world. What I wanted to talk about next is how to strike that balance and the importance of staying on top of news as PR professionals. Okay. So why should PR professionals constantly be consuming news? We live and breathe the news. I live and breathe the news. As public relations professionals, there's an expectation for us to know what's going on. If you don't know, uh, I think your clients are kind of looking at you like, but that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like a, a it's a no-brainer type of situation where um, and it's much like what I was talking about earlier with social media. It's not an option. It's not something that you can choose. It's part of, um, it's just a natural part of what we do. So, uh, for me personally, I'm very old school uh, in several elements of my <laughs> life, but um, also as it relates to my consumption of news, um, you know, while I definitely do go out to Twitter, Twitter's a great place just to catch mm-hmm. the headlines, just scroll and catch the headlines. And I also um, sign up to get like CNBC um, breaking news, MSNBC breaking news um, via email. Um, but I also just love sitting down on my couch uh, primetime news <laughs> and and catching um, just the the national news. Um, there's nothing like just being prepared to sit down, put my feet up, and hear about what happened in the world I live in. Yeah, um, I still value that a lot, um, and that's 
like you said in my opening, is where you can pretty much catch me on a day-to-day basis. I'm very consistent with my news. Yeah. Um, and for me, it works very well. Whitney is a big ABC fan, so Huge. shout out to all of you ABC followers. I'm personally an NBC fan, but to each their own. That's right. So in the modern era, you talked about kind of old school traditional news. There are some really great resources that PR professionals can ascribe to to help them get the headlines and kind of find topics that are related to their clients. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about those breaking news updates that you mentioned earlier? Mm-hmm. Um, so those those breaking news updates are, are critical for me. And like I mentioned, uh, MSNBC uh, sends out those, um, those breaking news alerts just um, very timely as well as CNBC. Um, but also just, and that's for more so like, world and global news, but um, for our industry, industry news, um, public relations related news, there are several sites that I subscribe to to get um, just new information, new trends and such like that. One that I love is PR Daily. Mm-hmm. Um, I I pretty much read PR Daily every single day yeah. and every time um, I see something that I think is relevant and I think that um, our team can benefit from here at Obsidian, I share it. Um, because I just I really don't think that there's ever um, a time where um, you can get too much new information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find those um, email breaking news um, alerts, I find those to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in conjunction with um, just sitting down and watching the news, I think the two pair well together uh, because it's likely that I'll hear a a, a larger story mm-hmm. on that breaking news uh, email announcement that I received two yeah. hours before the broadcast starts at, in the evening. So, One of the outlets that I think does a really good job of sending email information is the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. And I think what I like most about their setup is I can go into their website and I can look at my email preferences and I can select from probably 15 different industries, Mm -hmm. which one I want to hear, which is really helpful for PR professionals as we have clients who fall into a number of different industries. So talk a little bit about industry news as a function of client research. Oh, it's so important. That is so important. Um, You talked about some of the clients that I represent. Um, My roster is very uh, diverse in ways. uh, It's it's more so diverse, like geographically speaking. Um, but I, I do a lot of work in the same kinds of industries, uh, healthcare and education, legal, um, and such. And it's just so critical to subscribe to learn what outlets are credible outlets within your clients' industries, but then also to subscribe um, to get information from those outlets because uh, you don't want to assume that your clients, just because they're in that industry, that they're, they're subscribing and right. that they're getting that information. Um, so that's some more value that we can add Um, in the work that we do in serving our clients, if I can bring something to them that's breaking news or a new trend, some new innovation within their industry, that's the kind of stuff that clients appreciate. That's that added value component that clients look for you to provide outside of just your normal service renderings to them. Absolutely. And I think, too, as media rooms are shrinking and as journalists are are kind of expanding, I think it's on us to provide really targeted information about trends Mm -hmm. and industries and Mm -hmm. how our clients can speak to those trends. So how can we talk about industry trends if we don't even know what's going on in the industry? That's exactly right. And as PR professionals, we're tasked with talking about topics that we may not know. If it's not part of your daily life, mm-hmm. you've got to seek that information you out. Have to. And that's just how you become uh, a greater asset to your client. You really build a relationship of trust and credibility and value when you can 
give that kind of information um, to your clients. And what's really helpful too is you're going to be reading outlets. Sometimes, like for example, you'll read the Wall Street Journal and it'll have a column on real, or Mm -hmm. they'll have a section on real estate. Mm -hmm. But you may read real estate specific publications that could be a good pitching opportunity. So it's kind of a double bonus in that uh, you're providing your clients with really uh, pertinent information, but then you're also able to build rapport with journalists because you're a reader of their content. Very true. So one of the big comments in the national media landscape is media bias. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's difficult to combat but it's becoming pretty apparent. So when you're reading the news and you're trying to apply it to client situations, how do you prevent that slant? So media bias is definitely um, a hot topic Mm -hmm. uh, right now in our industry. We definitely hear um, a lot about it. And it's something that, you know, you can't always uh, necessarily mitigate. Um, Sometimes you just have to take a stance on something and and stick Mm -hmm. with it. Um, But I think one of the things that you can do is just, um, you know, seek out other opinions, Mm -hmm. you know, vary your sources so that you are making sure you're not looking at something in a very one-sided way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, look to see what this um, outlet is reporting on this and how this outlet is reporting on it. And and when it relates to outlets, look to see if there's something different with TV and with print. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can look at different uh, various uh, avenues um, that contain um, news and opinions and make sure that you're seeing some kind of consistency and you can figure out which where you want to go, where you want to land, you know, with your opinion on on the Mm -hmm. topic. So I think we need to encourage our clients when appropriate it's okay to have an opinion, yeah. and that's not it's bias sure. necessarily. Uh, you're not doing it for personal advantage or, or growth. Sometimes you just need to have an opinion on something that makes sense for your business. Mm-hmm. And when you take in multiple news outlets and sources, you're able to get a more well-rounded mm-hmm. picture of the situation mm-hmm. to then create language that does not reflect that bias, language that's kind of clear and states your opinion yep. in the best way. Definitely agree. Awesome. So that's really what we want to talk about today in terms of professional development and um, the importance of staying on top of the news. So hopefully this is helpful to you, even if you're not in the PR industry. Um, But we've been closing out every episode this season with a final question. And this is our final, final question since Whitney is our last guest of the season. (laughs) So I wanted to ask, what is the best advice you've ever been given? There are so many. Like I mentioned earlier, I've had the pleasure um, to have, um, you know, built relationships with people I really do see as um, my mentors. So it's something that I'm having to like, just make sure I think about the absolute best advice I've been given because I've been given um, just so many great, you know, pieces of advice. But, you know, the, the what keeps coming to mind, and I kind of touched on it earlier, it's just never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that there is so much... Um, within just those few words that you can take away um, and apply to yourself. Because the thing about it is the moment that you become complacent or you think there's nothing else I need to learn about this industry or I know everything there is to know about public relations, that's the moment you become irrelevant. That's the moment that somebody else that's more hungry than you, Mm -hmm. that's more aggressive than you, that wants it more than you will pass you by.
And that's a wrap on season two of Off the Rock and On the Record. I'm really appreciative of y'all who came and sat with us and listened through it, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I would really love to hear if you have any suggestions for topics, guests, or other feedback you have for our next season. So you can send us an email at insight at obsidianpr.com. That's insight at obsidianpr.com. We'll catch you next season.